I V M. Hi, I'm Satyajit. Hi, I'm Racheta. Welcome to Paperback by the Open Library Project. We have as our guest today Mansi Patel. Mansi is the author of the book Cousins Crime which we discuss in the first half of the podcast. In the second half we discuss the Harry Potter series, the Nancy Drew series, the Robert Langdon series and Wings of Fire by Abdul Kalam. Happy listening. The customers began shouting and tried to make their way towards the door. The only source of light was through the window which wasn't much help as it was dark already. Watch where you're going. Oh, it's my foot you're stepping over. Don't push me. It was all a chaos. Suddenly, a flashlight was lit and Krisha turned to see that it was from Arav's mobile. Obviously, it seemed that everyone else had forgotten that it was the 21st century and mobile torches did exist. Beams of light shone from every mobile in the bakery now. As Krisha was just about to sit back and wait for the problem to be solved her sharp eyes detected a quick sudden move a person in all black held a sack like bag in his hands and dashed out the bakery door at the same instant a shrill cry echoed over the glazer's bakery there was no need for krisha to hear what the receptionist had to say she herself dashed towards the door and emerged into the cool night outside catch the person she was shouting to the people on the road as she struggled away towards the person the person sensing someone was after him ran even at a greater pace krisha increased the steps and her school years as an athlete seemed to have an advantage as she gained distance just near she thought as she caught the person's shoulder the boy as she suspected from his body was quick as a bolt he shrugged off his jacket and krisha due to the pull lost her balance As she got up she saw the boy jump on a cycle parked in an alley and buzzed off Krisha removed the cap and ran a hand through her hair clearly frustrated Arav who had come up behind her as soon as she left the bakery halted in front of her as Krisha caught her breath she started explaining he robbed the cashier what Arav asked horrified Krisha nodded grimly as she stared at the jacket perhaps this will give us some clues she said Later Krisha Arav said suggesting that it wasn't wise to do so now in the open street he placed the jacket in his bicycle basket and locked it the light was back krisha noticed as she and arav entered the bakery a plump woman with hair tied by a clip skin that had no freckle or wrinkle was questioning the receptionist when she saw krisha the woman walked up to her her face was anxious yet authoritative Did you see who it was she asked in a hopeful voice Krisha shook her head clearly disappointed but he was a young boy and escaped on a cycle by the way are you the owner miss neha kaur thank you mansi patel that was an excerpt from her book the cousin's crime we'll be right back after this welcome to paperback by the open library project i am your co-host satyajit storyteller and entrepreneur i'm hosting this podcast with my co-founder at the open library project sacheta sharma 
Hi guys, my name is Racheta. I'm an ex-banker, social impact entrepreneur, podcaster, writer, and publisher. You can check out my deliberations on Instagram at neural underscore pathways and my articles for Thrive Global India. The Open Library Project is a curated library service which is offered to corporates on a subscription basis. The idea here is to create value, build a knowledge community, and encourage a growth mindset amongst our members. We have as our guest today, Mansi Patil, author of the book, The Cousin's Crime and Why Ignore Them. Welcome to the show, Mansi. That was a beautiful extract from your book, The Cousin's Crime. Thank you so much. So before we get into uh, the book, Cousin's Crime itself, give us a little background about yourself and... uh, how you kind of got into writing? Okay, so I am 14 years old right now. Mm-hmm. And uh, actually, I had started writing when I was uh, about four to five years of age. Okay. When when I was about in fourth standard, uh, my school started at 12.30. But okay. uh, my mom used to go to her office. So she left me at the school at 12 o'clock. So okay. then I had the half an hour with me to do whatever I wanted to. So what I did was I carried a notebook and pen with me and I sat in the shed which was provided to us. And there I started writing stories uh, in that half an hour that that I was provided with. And then at the end of the year, after I finished my fourth grade, I had a bunch of stories, poems and articles written. So and after that, I, I never stopped writing. So I just kept on writing and it never occurred to me that I may write a book in the future. And uh, when I wrote, uh, when I started writing this book, even that time, I never planned out to write this book. Like I never decided, okay, this will be the plot. These will be the characters. Mm -hmm. It was a very normal evening. And suddenly, I don't know, I just had a spark in me. So I just grabbed a notebook and I started writing. And after a few weeks, I had the first draft of The Cousin's Crime ready. So that was, that was how it all started just from the gut voice, you know. That's wonderful. So uh, uh, do you have like some experience with, uh, you know, writing before at school or, you know, did, were you inspired by some author that you enjoy reading? So how did it all start? It all started with reading, I think. Uh, I always enjoyed reading uh, even when I was in my lower standard. So when I started reading, I thought, okay, can I write like this? I started questioning myself. So I started writing eventually. Uh, but I so I think that the reason for my writing is due to the reading, immense reading that I did and I do. So that's that's what my writing, um, that's why my writing has, you know, bloomed. Fantastic. And uh, so t- tell us a little more about, you know, how long did it take you to come up with the first draft and uh, post the first draft? How did you go about the process of publishing a book? Because you're very young and uh, how do you figure all this out? It takes adults many, many years to figure out how to publish. (laughs) Right. So So, uh, fantastic job, first of all. I think uh, we both really congratulate you. It's uh, remarkable and I'm so glad that you've taken this up at such a young age. So kudos to you. (laughs) Thanks. Okay, so uh, I, as I told you, it, I never planned it out. But when mm-hmm. after a few weeks, it took me almost uh, a month. So it was the month of May, I think. Mm-hmm. And since it was uh, the summer holidays for a school, I had plenty of time. So I spent majority of my time on my writing that time. So it took me almost a month. 
and then some days uh but i did not know even the abc of publishing at that time because i never had learned it so i started learning about the publishing and eventually i decided on self publishing for the moment okay. so i stumbled upon uh, kdp and okay. then i did it. the publishing really tested my patience you know because of the formatting guidelines i did yeah. all on my own so that uh, took time and then i think uh, in the month of june the book was out wow lovely <laughs> that's such an inspiring story you know like uh, if only more adults go the way you go you went uh, regarding you know getting the book published yeah. and, you know just learning everything i think we would have a lot more books out there <laughs> but really congratulations on your initiative and yeah. so after the cousins crime i believe so was the cousins crime your first book or was uh, why ignore them your first book no the cousins crime was my first book and then okay. i really like the feeling that i got uh, you know with the publishing of my mm. book so i subsequently wrote why ignore them okay this is a non fiction book okay uh, it discusses the nine ignored uh, problems in the world that need attention but we aren't paying much attention to them so the first okay. one was fiction and this one is a non fiction book wow so uh, you uh through some of the nine points that you've mentioned in it okay sure so uh, one of the point uh, uh, these points are not uh, ranked uh, in the numbers but i'll just uh, say about one point sure hindu religion is admired and worshiped for its eco friendliness there is nothing in it that harms nature it has developed many traditions to take care of nature to maintain its balance to develop gratitude towards it how come then that such a religion should become a huge threat to the environment let's take the example of the ganesha festival here it is almost brutality on human health and nature the screaming loudspeakers is an observable aspect of the pollution it creates but it has a non perceptible aspect also the idols the god themselves are a pollution the leaves and flowers offered are a pollution too shocking right anything that gets accumulated so fast and in such a large quantity that nature's speed to degrade it cannot match with it is pollution this is what happening in ganesha festival nowadays the idols are usually made of plaster of paris as pop is not water soluble once dried the immersed idols do not break down they remain intact in rivers wells or seas for months some good people recover them repaint them and sell them the next year a good recycling by the way the colors slowly seep into water making the water poisonous this is totally against the principles of hinduism whatever is created must be destroyed but the cycle of nature should never be obstructed and then i have uh, listed down what we can do to prevent these uh, nature harming festivals how we can make it eco friendly wow that's amazing i think that's very very uh, you know um, true to what we need right now and that is yeah. you know concentrating towards the climate and uh, the harm that we are causing to the climate so that's really wonderful and um, so uh, you know t- uh, tell us mansi like when you were writing the book were you like mm. you know apprehensive about whether i should publish a book or i'm so young and you know just just any kind of okay encouragement you can give young people like you to you know pick up a pen write down mm. whatever they feel and you know um have the courage to go and publish it sure like 
I really love learning new things. So when I wrote this book and then I thought of publishing it, I was really excited to take on this uh, new challenge, new learning. So uh, it wasn't exactly a challenge for me, but I enjoyed uh, the process. And for writers who uh, wish to do the same, I, I I'll root for them because if you start young, then you have the whole life in front of you to learn, to make mistakes and then learn from your mistakes again. So I think starting young is really very important. And the uh, inspiration were my favorite authors, some of my favorite authors. And I love mystery. So that was the inspiration for the cousin's crime. As for why ignore them, I am a nature activist uh, since the past two years. So I really wanted to write something that that will spread out the message that will make people aware. So yeah, that's the reason behind why ignore them. Wonderful, wonderful. It's really, really commendable. <laughs> Fantastic stuff. And on that note, we're going to take a short break and we'll be right back after this. Welcome back, guys. We still have with us 14-year-old author Mansi Patel, uh, author of The Cousin's Crime and the non-fiction book Why Ignore Them. Hey, Mansi, that was a very inspiring first half. I hope that uh, anyone listening realizes that uh, you need to start young, as Mansi rightly said. And uh, the younger you start, the better it is for you. So great stuff, yeah, Mansi. Thanks. Yeah. And uh, now in the second half, we are going to go into some of your inspirations. And the first one that we are going to discuss is a universal favorite, the Harry Potter series. <laughs> I've got goosebumps. <laughs> yeah. I think most of the teens, when if they are asked what their favorite book is, they'll answer Harry Potter, I think so. I think me, I'm not very anywhere close to being a teen. I would still say that it's one of my you know, favorite series. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so tell us uh, why it's a favorite for you once. Okay. So these Harry Potter books, they are very charming and uh, magical and it's kind of ineffable to describe how much I like them and each book I read it stirs a deep chord in me and no matter how many times I read them I'm always eager to know what lies ahead what lies beyond the page but I think the main reason for me liking them is the way the words the characters connect with me and even though this story takes place takes place in a fantasy setting the problems that Harry deals with are relatable and all to human right yeah and um, and then there are so many values we can learn from the harry potter books i think love is the strongest emotion and uh, a theme that is depicted in these books like uh, harry potter's mother lily potter lily potter's love for harry was what saved him from voldemort Mm-hmm. Uh, and then even the uh, Harry's, Ron and Hermione's friendship, their fierce friendship. So mm-hmm. I think love and friendship is the theme constantly depicted in these books. And I I can really connect with Hermione, you know, because she she loves reading books and learning new things. And even that's what even I am deeply into. So I can connect with Hermione. But my favorite character from the Harry Potter books is Draco, though. Because... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, I think like, you know, it's it's very uh, impressive the way his character grows over the series. Right. And I think he's one of the uh, misunderstood heroes of the in the literary world, because Mm. 
I don't think he was evil. He was just a boy and who grew up too quickly. Yeah. And Lucius Malfoy's um let's say awful views of the world were rubbed on to Draco and that's why he did have the things he did. Uh, he did. So um he and he really wanted to please his parents. He wanted to shine in his father's eyes. And I think that's a very admirable quality, don't you think? Yeah, yes, definitely. I think all children look up to their parents for validation yeah. and acceptance. So you know, Draco's and by the way, Draco's my favorite character too. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, definitely. I think you'll be surprised as to how many people really love Draco Malfoy and his misunderstood mm-hmm. story. But, right. Uh, great insight. Yeah, I didn't even think about this kind of thing until I read Harry Potter. Maybe for the fourth or fifth time in my late twenties. So, you know, as I went through life, I got a different perspective every time I read the series. So, it's and it's, it's very true what you're saying actually like you know yeah. it was basically uh, you know uh, not ill intentions it was just like he was misdirected and mm. um it's it's good to see that you know he himself shines out in the end. So. Yes, and uh, in the end he actually tries to save uh, the HRH trio even though he mm-hmm. has so much danger he he can he could have practically landed in a big mess but still he tried to save them that and i i like that quality you know mm-hmm. yeah yeah i think the whole uh, series is littered with examples of uh, bravery beyond being right bravery in exceptional circumstances and that's what i think really uh puts the spotlight not only on uh, the top three characters which are Harry Ron and Hermione but as well as uh, these other characters which are real fan favorites like Luna or Draco or Neville you know who are not the main characters yeah, because exactly you know uh, like you can't tell till the end what was like you know um his thoughts and like it, it also came out of love right for yes right uh, is true love so it's it's pretty interesting the way that each character is totally different and i like how they you know uh, they connect with me right fantastic fantastic so uh, which is your favorite book out of the series before we move on to the next author i think the favorite book is uh, my favorite book is the first one because it really the first book if it wasn't half much as interesting as it is i wouldn't have read further on so i think my favorite yeah. book is that one first one the philosopher's stone the philosopher's stone fantastic <laughs> that's <laughs> and, true <laughs> and the next book series that we are moving on to is the nancy drew series by carolyn keen another favorite for uh, young readers so tell us uh, mansi uh, which tell us a little bit about the uh, nancy drew series and why you happened yeah, to sure. Well, Nancy Drew is one of my favorite role models growing up. She's talented. She's witty. She has that gut and grit, and I admire her to a great extent. And about the Nancy Drew books, well, they are the best, uh, one of the best mystery novel series. Mm-hmm. I have read something about um twenty five to thirty of these books, and each book I read makes me want to read another one and then another one. and carolyn keen uh, which is a pseudonym for many ghost writers for the nancy drew books mm-hmm. uh, she has expertly written these books and the ending is always logical no matter what it creates so much curiosity and the suspense is very very enthralling 
actually i have written down a blog titled uh, nancy jew and me in which i have just sort of listed down the countless things that i have learned from nancy uh, here's the thing that the characters i admire i, I try to write something about them sort of a tribute to them even uh, about draco i have uh, written down a blog like what what qualities we can actually learn from draco i have written about alvis dumbledore also and uh, and surely of the anne of green gables so back to nancy drew uh, the best part is more often than not people uh, instead of calling me mansi they call me nancy you know because of that tad <laughs> bit similarity in our pronunciation yeah so i like i like that and that's one of the things that is common in nancy and me nice and yeah. when i started reading these books oh yeah that reminds me how i actually started reading uh, reading these books so it was the summer holidays uh, of my 5th grade mm-hmm. and since i love reading so much my library teacher had issued me not one but a bunch of books oh, and yeah. i eventually <laughs> <laughs> and i eventually read all of the uh, all of the books they mostly uh, had enid blyton's books in them mm-hmm. but so i eventually read all of them and i wasn't willing to read this nancy view it was uh, the whispering statue yeah i okay. wasn't willing to read it very much but then i read completed reading all of these books and then there was no unread book left so i was like okay let's try so i started with the first chapter and then it it got hold of me and then i couldn't stop and then nancy view happened so i'm a die hard nancy view fan right now fantastic yeah i mean uh, <laughs> i remember reading uh, nancy drews and hardy boys growing up myself and like you rightly said the endings always logical but i yeah. always found myself learning something extremely new because each mystery had something completely different so it was not uh, it was not repetitive in any way and anything it was very informative as well mm. so you know fantastic book series and as nancy yeah as nancy learns new things in the books even i uh, you know i when i read them even i get to know about them so that's also very inspiring yeah and i guess you know in um, in i think uh, the books of those times uh, is one mm. strong female protagonist so uh, yeah. i i've always been attracted to the fact that you know oh, this girl uh, can do everything and i can be like <laughs> right. that's how i used to feel when i used to read the books so it's it's really inspiring it's like your female superhero for you <laughs> yeah right she's one of that's why she's one of my favorite role models yeah great <laughs> and uh, so the next book series we are talking about is another fan favorite is uh, robert langdon series by dan brown which includes da vinci code uh, angels and demons and a few more titles so mansi tell us about these books of course they're, yeah. they're fantastic uh, fast paced reads but how come they stand out for you as well i actually started reading this books in the late 2020 okay and as far as i've read i have quite enjoyed the plot more mm-hmm. than quite enjoyed you know and each book somewhat follows a bit of the same formula howard professor robert langdon finds himself in the center of a historically uh, based thriller with a mystery to be solved mm-hmm. so the first one i had read was the da vinci code Mm-hmm. wherein a murder had happened at a museum and the body had been covered in very various mysterious symbols so they call in langdon for his expertise mm-hmm. and with the help of a french cryptologist sophie uh, they solve they solve the crime and this novel is so much more than just 
solving the murder it it goes far into historical backgrounds and crazy theories that kept me on my toes my nerves every time i read all of these series, uh, all of these books actually yeah. i was constantly requesting myself to go slow with this books to uh, you know try to read it i'm a very fast reader so i was praying okay i'll go slow <laughs> with this book but then dan brown did it each chapter is this anger it's a extreme clear anger and it was a great experience to read this book the series absolutely i think it's like this beautiful mix of uh, history and art and crime right it's really really gripping and um, yeah like you said you just want to read ahead <laughs> and the twists are so extreme i mean at the starting of the book it's totally different and the book ends totally different in a very different perspective true yeah i think uh, i never knew that uh, i was so interested in history before reading <laughs> these dan brown books because it's so different from how we've learned the history in school right but uh, again a fantastic series and i think the last uh, author that we're going to discuss is one of india's favorite people uh, apj abdul kalam's wings of fire so an extremely inspiring book a great choice bonsi tell us about uh, how you happened to pick this book up so so this is a non fiction book and autobiography of sir apj abdul kalam the ex president of india and my role model huh? i happened to read it i think when i was in 6th uh, or 7th grade my teacher recommended me uh, reading this book i actually read this books in uh, in the downloaded format not in a paperback mm-hmm. uh, and but this books gives a very detailed description of how great things can be achieved through very simple thoughts like so apj abdul kalam who is such a simple minded and humble person but yet he managed to do so many great things so that's very inspiring and i have learned through this book that you should always keep your dreams high goals clear and yeah plan perfect and also that failure is not the end of the things when like uh, when apj abdul kalam sir's uh, missile it uh, it failed to launch he ne- he didn't give up he gave it a second attempt and the second attempt was successful and he managed to launch the missile so that like uh, really teaches us how not to stop when failure comes in front of us and you should always keep trying this book is very inspiring and i would like to recommend it to every single person because whenever you read this book it it gives a feeling that okay you can also do this Absolutely. yeah i think this is i'm so so happy to see this book as you know one of your recommendations because yeah. it has been recommended multiple times on paperback and uh, today is extremely special because i feel that um, uh, dr kalam wrote extensively for the youth of india and it was so wonderful to see that you are actually recommending this mm-hmm. book today so uh, i think that's extra special <laughs> So that was a fantastic episode of Paperback. Thank you for being on the show, Mansi. Before we go, uh, where are your books available to purchase for our listeners? They are available on Amazon internationally and in India, and uh, on Notion Press. And okay. why ignore them is also available on Flipkart. Okay, fantastic. So yes. guys, we'll be including a link uh, to Mansi's books in the description below. So please have a look and do buy. the cousins crime and why ignore them and help our 14 year old author take this to the next level great having you on the show mansi 
I don't know if you're on social media. If you're allowed to be on social media so young, so I don't know if people yeah, can reach I'm out not, to you. Yeah, I'm not not much. Uh, not okay. on that social media. Okay. But uh, I can be reached through Gmail. Okay. So and they can connect on your LinkedIn, right? Like we did. Yeah, through LinkedIn. Yes. Wow, you have a LinkedIn account at this age. <laughs> yeah. <amazing. laughs> My mother handles it, but okay. Still. Congratulations, Mansi. You're really a shining example and real inspiration to what the youth can do. If they put their mind mm. into the right practices, so great stuff. And good thank luck. you. I yeah. I hope I uh, I continue to inspire and learn many things from this world. I'm sure you will. Big thank you to all our listeners. You can follow the Open Library Project on LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook for latest updates on our events. And stay tuned for the next paperback podcast on IVM Podcasts. Happy reading. You can follow IVM Podcast on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter at IVM Podcasts. Listen to Paperback on the IVM Podcast app, website or wherever you listen to podcasts.